What up, what up, what up? It's your married homegirls. You already know what it do. Coming at you with another episode. You already know who I am. It's your girl, Ty. Dev here. It's May. And today we got another episode for you. I'm going to kick it on over to Chardonnay to kick off that topic. Let us know what we're talking about today, ladies. Why'd you have to call me Chardonnay? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It just came out. And I like, you know, lately I've been realizing how I wrote a little R, a little bit Chardonnay, you know. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get into Dev's culture a little bit, a little heritage. I wrote that tongue, you feel me? <laughs> all right, all right. So <laughs> I wanted to talk about, you know, just juggling everything as a wife because y'all tell me why I've been married for like five years and I'm struggling right now. I'm just going to be honest. I really am struggling. Full-time worker. I'm in school going for my master's. I have three kids, husband, my kids in sports, one in cheer, one starting basketball. So I feel like it gets hard and it has been hard for me recently to balance it all and to still make sure that, you know, I'm meeting the needs of my husband and my kids and then being a therapist at the house because, you know, everybody comes to us with all the problems in the house. And sometimes we have to make time for our own mental health and our own us time that's difficult when you put in so many directions so like recently it's just been really hard so i wanted to hear from my girls and all the listeners when y'all hear y'all want feedback go ahead and comment and send us your daily routine or how you juggle it all because sometimes i go to my husband i'm like i'm sorry that i'm not able to do abcd and he's like stop please you're the perfect wife and then sometimes i'll be honest y'all he'd be like man can you just come home <laughs> then he'd be struggling and i start feeling bad but i know that everything i'm doing is for the kids or some Somebody other than me. Y'all know what I'm saying? Just wanted to talk on that for a little bit. I go through waves. The struggle must be real sometimes. So I'm a full-time worker. I ain't going to school right now, but I am going back for my doctorate. Three kids, all in different things. Not to mention just even trying to juggle friends. I think my job is very demanding because I travel a lot too. I have to meditate. I have to journal. I have to pray. Like, I have to do all that. When I don't, and y'all have called me out on this before, too. Like, there's been times where y'all have seen, like, I've been a little off. Maybe, like, have you meditated lately? Have you, like, you can see that. I think it's just important to find your own kind of, like, routine where you're at least giving yourself 10 to 15 minutes a day. If that's all you can give yourself, you have to fill your cup in order to fill others. When you think about it, women... We always want to be there for everyone, no matter what. And sometimes you forget to be there for yourself. And I've always told myself, I never want to look up and be 50 and all my kids are out the house and I don't know who Ty is. I don't know who I am without raising a child. I don't want to be that person. Loki, I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Though. I don't know who I am. I don't know my identity anymore. It's weird. I'm in that weird phase right now. Like, who the heck is that? I guess for me, I only have one child and she's a lot older. I'm more in the level and stage in my life where I'm content. I don't really have those things. Besides when my daughter does something. I was talking to you, Ty, the other day. It's not crazy. It's normal teenage stuff. So -hmm. thankfully, she doesn't, like, fly off the handle with the stuff that she does. And it's very, very sporadic. But besides that, I guess I don't really have a juggleness, per se. Another thing, how we were talking in the last episode about making those conversations happen before you marry the person you're with. When me and T first got together, it was, okay, this is what I require from our relationship. If you can't give me those things, we're done. 
And then it was, okay, so now we're setting standards. Who's going to do what type of chores? Unfortunately for me, I'd be mad every day at the feminist movement. You doing all this to be in the workforce, not realizing the substantial, to me, cons of what they did back and to what they are now. Women are now, not only do we have to work and everything that happened in that and creating inflation and all these price hikes and things like that in the first and secondary market, just learning that from like real estate school and whatnot. Not only that, but you still are expected to be everything how you said. You're expected to be the nurse, the chauffeur, the therapist, the chef, the cleaner, all these other things. However it's ingrained in women and men, it's just that way women are to take care of the household and these things. Mm -hmm. Not only that, you have that on your plate, but you also have to be a mother and all those other, all those other hats at the same time. Me and T... So we had that conversation when we first got together. This is what I'm going to do. And because I do have OCD, I do like things a certain way. So I guess maybe he lucked out because I do do the majority of those things just because for my own head. So our house really never gets dirty like that. We don't have little kids messing things up. You know, being just kids, it's just us. And to Shayla, she goes to school all day and then she works all weekend so friday saturday sunday i really don't see her so it's just me and t i kid you not i have never even seen clothes on the floor i don't know where he changes i don't know how he is i've never seen a toilet seat up i've never seen any of that even like when i clean like some people's house you go to and like you use a bathroom or something and you go, they got boys they got you know it's dirty around the toilet for me i guess i lucked out because i have a husband that fully picks up he we have that communication where, okay, I'm going to do this. Like having those things instilled in a relationship to subside any type of chaos. So luckily I don't have that right now. I mean, it comes and goes sometimes, but I would say probably 90% of the time it's just content over here. Well, we can't wait till we can get to contentment because baby. It's, it's hard. <laughs> oh, I agree. Harder. It was harder when she was younger, but I had my. I also had my daughter very young. I got pregnant at 15, so mm-hmm. obviously then I lived at home with my mom. So I had a lot more support in that aspect. Like with my daughter, like I moved out when I was almost 17. Thankfully, my sister and my mom were able to help a lot still with her. And then my grandma, she worked at a facility that actually was like a daycare facility. So then she was able to go there. I didn't have to pay. So that was nice. And my daughter was still getting washed by a family member. So it was more juggling work and then making sure, you know, how you said running to sports games or practice and, and whatnot. And how you said, Ty, like wanting to be there and not miss out on your kid's life. Now that I guess I'm on more, more the end of it, because I did work a lot, I didn't really miss very many things. Sometimes I'm like, dang, I wish I didn't have to work at all. So I never had to miss anything. That's the hard part. That mom guilt is real. Mm-hmm. It is so real. The wife guilt is real. The friend guilt real. The hardest part is I, I'm about to be vulnerable. No one has put me in a box to be perfect, but I have put myself in that box to be perfect, if that makes sense. I want to be the one when my kids grow up. Mom made our lunch for school. Mom would make us breakfast, you know, in the mornings before school. Mom made dinner. Mom and dad, I want it to be that. I never want it to where, you know, they wake up or they grow up and whatever. I'm like, I can't remember a time where mom did, th- did this for me. I don't think my mom was like, I put so much pressure on myself to make sure that God forbid something happened to me 
their memories are always positive. There's going to be some negatives because I'm not a perfect mom. And I know that, but in my mind, I'm like, dang, bro, I want to be so perfect. I want to be the Betty Crocker. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then I look up and I want to be the pe- perfect wife. And I want to make sure my husband's taking care of bubble. Like there's so many times L tells me at least seven times a week, probably more than that, where he'd like, stop apologizing. I apologize so much. He'd like, stop. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. He's like, what? I didn't even notice you ain't doing Stop. Stop. I put that much pressure on myself. I feel bad. Like I don't give my friends probably as much attention as I should. I, y'all, the stress, the perfection, the everything that I put on myself for no reason, mm-hmm. it's a lot. I be breaking down. I ain't gonna hold y'all. But I know... I'm still going to do it. And that's the thing, like, we, that is the, all the pressure that we are putting on ourselves because I know that they don't, kids don't come to us, the husbands don't come to us, friends don't say, oh, I need you to do A, B, C, D. It's our expectations that we set for ourselves. That's also who we are. We are genuinely caring people and genuinely people that's just, I want to help. I want to do, 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 and then just forget about ourselves. I was on the phone with you, I think it was Thursday or Friday. I called Ty. And she was in the kitchen putting groceries up. And I'm like, what? You just ordered some stuff? She done got up real early and went at the crack of dawn and went to the grocery store. And I know it was the, Yeah, I go to work at 7.30 and you was back. I'm like, how? I'm, I be tired. I was supposed to go to the grocery store today, y'all. And I spent $57 just to Instacart because I could not get up out of the bed. I'm like, no, I need to get up because I got to get the kids ready and start washing clothes and stuff like that. And anybody who knows my husband knows that he's a germaphobe. He real OCD and all that. So he likes to do a lot of the cleaning because he wants it done his way. It's like his way. If it's not done his way, then it's not done right. And I'm like, I'll do the bathrooms and the kids rooms because then that's something that I take over. So I have help. I just start to feel bad. Like when I can see it affecting him I want to make sure that you're good but I already know that there's a lot that I do and I don't even say nothing about because I don't do it for recognition or anything like that I do it because I want the best for my kids and for my family so like even when I started feeling a little bit heavy I had went to him and I was like, I can't, I see you doing a lot, but I can go get AB from daycare and just take her to cheer practice with me. Like, I got it. I got it. And he's like, no, no, no. So we've had that conversation. And then I feel like when it comes down to it and then he starts feeling the blunt and he's like, all right, she not here. And I'm also, he's also going through his things. So the type the two days a week that I'm not here because I'm at a cheer or something, it gets heavier for him because then he's frustrated and I start feeling bad, y'all. I don't know. Like I'm being tugged, but I also know that I haven't like really taken care of myself. You told me before, meditate, meditate, meditate before I go to the gym in the morning, take at least five, 10 minutes instead of just getting up and going straight to the gym. But then I'm like, I'm tired. I I don't want to get up, y'all. Like, I don't. And I know I'm laying it all out right now. I just feel like it's all on me. And who better to discuss it with than your married homegirls? Because I like when we just went through the circle, I noticed we have little ones and we have three kids and that's been through it, but she's more so at the ending stage of it. So I I like hearing her feedback that, oh, it's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Like, all right. It'll get better. But I also feel like when our kids were younger and babies and infants and stuff, it was easier. Like it was, I think it was easier for all of us. We all had more support, but now they're older, they're active. They want to do sports. They want to go to birthday parties. We got to go to the mall and buy clothes because you don't know if what you buy online is going, I mean, online is going to fit. So it's like all that stuff at once. My standpoint, like I said, I have one kid. You guys have three. So I can never even be on a comparison level because I don't know the struggle of ever having to juggle multiple children. You got to pick up this one from daycare. You got this one from cheer and 
back and forth. I don't know what that's like. I can't, I feel like I can't even really speak on it because I don't know. But you can though. I feel like you can. Yeah. and, And that's the other thing though. Just because you have less children than we do does not mean at one point in time, your life probably wasn't crazy. First off, you juggle stuff now. If we don't keep it a buck, let's keep it a buck. Dev, before you change your shift, to working during the days. My sis will work overnight, go to real estate school, put in hours of studying, drop content, be a wife, be a mom, drive to Shayla from here to here, and then still you still had time and still have time to then make sure you have date nights, make sure you have family nights, make sure that's still a lot. You made sure you had time for us. But I'm crazy. You know I'm crazy. So don't always put yourself first. Like a lot of is, you know, for enhancing yourself where are you adding in and how are you putting in your mental health break your attention time your self-care fridays is my self-care day so like i do like a whole routine i do like i wash my hair really well and i put oils on my hair oils on my face i do a little bit of yoga and then i take probably like a two-hour bath my whole routine from top to bottom like i do my epsom so friday is always my self-care day since geez a, a while probably like the last 10 years you probably shouldn't even ask anything of me because I probably will go off on you. Like, don't wait. <laughs> the thing that keeps me too, because obviously like with moms, like we don't do these things. But my one thing is don't ever wake me up. Mm. You will catch hell. Don't wake me up because I'll I'll go off. Like, it's not so much now anymore. Actually, now that I've been like in the more content phase for the last month, I was super emotional for like other reasons. Like just not feeling, I guess, feedback I was getting from those close to me I wasn't feeling valued and appreciated so last month it was kind of crazy but it is definitely getting better but still like but Fridays are my days and I guess one of the questions you had asked in the group chat was you said how do you manage it all I will be very vocal with those around me and tell them don't mess with me right now because you will you will catch it so thankfully like those close to me who value that I guess like my husband was being extra supportive and my daughter was bet- on better behavior, should I say. But like for me, that's kind of how I manage it all. And just I had just seen this thing. I cannot remember what the other half of it was, but anxiety. I think he said empathy. They stem from the same scientific fact. They stem from the same part of your brain. So you cannot both have the empathy and factor and anxiety at the same time. And so when you're giving all that anxiety and worry, it's basically blocking all your other sensors. So mm-hmm. if you give up that worry, and for me, I've definitely given it up. I feel how you were talking about the perfection thing and wanting to have this perfect outlook. But at the same time, like, I guess my last past years, I've really let go of that. To me, I think you can call it perfection or having like, a con- to me, I realized it was more of, I feel like I need to control every aspect of what's going on to have that perfection or to mind the OCD. And as I've released that, I feel like I've become more happy. Like, I'm not worried about that no more. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, if Tushela puts the dishes away improperly <laughs> sometimes, I will go sometimes go behind her and fix it. But then I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm causing extra stress for myself. So I have released a lot of that control of the anxiety and wanting this perfect outlook because it's not needed. Yeah. Like it helps me. Y'all don't see my pantry. I definitely not have OCD. It is rough over here in these streets. <clears throat> I have come to the realization that I do control. I'm very controlling, but it actually helps ease my anxiety, which is crazy. And I know it should be the opposite. I know when you are so controlled, like it, it height, it's supposed to heighten your anxiety. The more and more I let stuff go where I'm just like, all right, whatever, let it go. I have the worst worry. Worry builds up insane. But like, if I'm more in control, 
control, then I'm like, cool, I got this. Things are going to be fine. But I don't you know. Trust yourself and you trust that it's going to, it's like knowing that you know your process and how it needs to be done. So you feel better just doing it. Because if you don't do it yourself, then you're like, oh, did they do this? Or did they put mm-hmm. this in place? Is the label turned correctly? You start thinking about those things. So I, I kind of, like, I get both sides. The worry of letting go and the, the stress that not letting go can cause. One thing that I've noticed that both of you guys mentioned is routine. That word has came up three times. So I guess even just having a routine is something that I have to get comfortable with. I used to have a routine. I had, for AB, I had an issue. And once that happened, I feel like I lost myself a lot. I lost the way that I do things a lot. It makes it hard because I'm not focusing on myself. And then I feel like it's always something. Then. You're getting emotional. You're about to make me cry. But because it gets hard. If it's not something that I'm dealing with at work, it's something that my husband's dealing with that I want to support him on. Or my son's been having issues at school that's bleeding into neighborhood issues. I just even had a very serious concern that's going on right now that I just found out about yesterday that I'm terrified of. So I feel like even if I have a routine, it's always going to be something. Bam. Now do this too. Bam, now do that too. Now take care of this. Oh, you want to take care of yourself? Y'all, I wanted to go get my eyebrows done last Wednesday. I still haven't been. When I was like, oh, I got time. I just wanted to sit on the couch for my lunch break and just watch, finish watching Lifetime. Those crazy movies and stuff. I promise y'all be working, but I watch movies at the same time. Don't judge me. Judge your mama. <laughs> but I didn't want to go get, go get my eyebrows done, so I haven't done that. I get the routine. How do I And I know this is a me thing and I know that y'all can't fix this for me. I know that listeners can't fix this for me. I find it hard to come up with that routine, let go of certain things because with me, I'm scared to let go of stuff because I know that it's not going to get done right. So I know there's things that I'm better at and there's things that my husband's better at. I'm better with the managing of the kids' schedule, sports and all that. That's just me. Then I'm like, all right, well, something's just going to happen tomorrow. That right there, you can't just go into it negatively automatically. You just unpacked a lot, a lot of women, we put it on ourselves. We have to be strong. We have to do this. And you want to be perfect. You want to please everyone around you. And you just, you legit just told us that's literally what you're doing. And then you ended it with, but something's going to happen tomorrow. I'm a firm believer in existence. So if you're speaking negativeness out loud, negativity is going to happen. I would say talk about it more. And I know I'm the worst person <laughs> to tell somebody to talk because I, <laughs> I don't tell nobody that it is so hard for me to be vulnerable. Everything on my mind. You do. And real talk, like, Deb, you've taught me that. 20 plus years of friendship, I have never had to ask Deb what's wrong. Deb will always come to me. And and I'm not saying like, what's wrong? Like, did I do something? I'm not saying that. I'm saying what is going on in your life? Deb will lay it out. And the way Deb does it is, yeah, she gonna, (laughs) shorty gonna say exactly how she mean it. Mm -hmm. If it hurts your feelings, even if you're not even involved in the situation, she don't care. She's not being fake. I'm trying to learn that. Girl, open up to people. Why are you afraid to open up to people? I am so scared to show that side of me, y'all. But I think that's what you got to figure out is like, why are you terrified to open up? And you don't even have to open up to everybody. People that, you know, are closest, that you're closest to, because like you just said, I need to do it, but practice what you preach, sis. You don't. I'll call you. And we're always on FaceTime for some reason. And I'll look at you up like something wrong. And you'll be like, no, I'm good. Nah, something wrong. You won't that, say it. You won't say it until I keep. I'm no, like, like, I'm gonna ask you one more time. You want to talk about it? Or you're not. What's wrong? And then you'll make the decision whether you feel comfortable. Most of the time you do, and sometimes you don't. And I'll be like, all right, well, let's just laugh about something real quick. But you practice what you preach. What'd you say, Dev? 
You, I'm, to add on to what I'm trying to say, you do be doing that, and I'll be like, Ty. But usually, honestly, I feel when I ask you, you literally just tell me right away. It's crazy when I was younger, like, I, from when I was younger till now, it was a full transition process, right, to go through. Beat into your head like it was a weak thing to cry mm-hmm. or be vulnerable or have these things. To me, it takes way more strength to be vulnerable than it does just to shut people off. And I guess to touch back even to that episode, like I don't have baseline friendships with anybody or relationships with anybody. Like if I feel like I can't be who I am always or even be on that level of, cause I'm, I'm crazy in the point of like, you can call me needy or whatever. Like I need that constant back and forth. I know that's a me problem. And I know I really try to subside it because I don't have as much as my on my plate as other people but it's like but I still want this relationship with you don't you want to be a relationship with me where are you at where are you you've at? gotten better with that though I will yeah say. and it does take a lot more strength and vulnerability and I guess it's just different places in my life I definitely wasn't here you know like 10 years ago in a transition period and even now with my relationship with T it's so weird when you're with that person who can let you be vulnerable and bring out more of your feminine energy I even said it in my vows I've never felt so soft and strong before why am I holding this in and making it crazy on myself why am I holding what I feel in to help your feelings I'm gonna lay it out we're gonna talk about it and we can go about our days kind of how I guess I deal with it now even with Shashayla like I, I I never sugarcoat or keep the truth from her either like in her situations when she comes to me I don't really put my a lot of my stuff on her but I will show her how I'm handling it the thought process through my hand but I also went through therapy but I also think y'all are both crazy as hell because I'm not going back to school y'all are literally <laughs> adding more to your plate right there I I, I did do real estate school and it you know it was only because it didn't cost too much money and it wasn't I guess necessarily too much time but I'm not doing school like that because that's adding an extra stress for what now let me go back to what I said earlier because y'all know let me scoot up y'all know what's here she here she go she going off on us basically what google said is 73 percent of mothers work outside the home 73 that's crazy so that means to me in my head i know it might sound negative but it's like so that means 73 percent of kids it didn't say an age range of mothers but it's like okay so are these little tiny babies because i also looked at like the standard maternity leave is three months in america so this that, is America. As soon as you have your baby, your baby's going straight to daycare and being raised by somebody else. And, and that's even that's even good because when I was working the last place, that was the longest maternity leave that I've ever had. Like it was the longest time that I've been able to spend. It was like three months. That's yeah. a long time. I, I, yeah, before that, I was going back to work like six six weeks, six to eight weeks. Yeah, you see, Deb, again, you had to Shayla when we was in high school. The average maternity leave in the United States is less than three months. That is average. When when so people bad. get three yeah, when people I get three months off, they're baby. excited. I was excited I too. Leaving my baby that little with anybody. There's so many crazy things. I, I don't yeah, even but know. when you have to but you real talk, um I hate it when people say someone else is raising your kid. I do not like that. At all. We being vulnerable, right? I don't like it when people say that. It's not where it's like, we we want to take them to daycare. Or I want yeah. it. It's like, you have to. Have it, to. In order for me to survive and live and pay all these expensive things, I have to get help. And some people are not lucky enough or blessed enough to have 
a village help, you know, babysit. Like I was absolutely after Stink, after Chunk, definitely had a lady who was basically like family to us who helped, you know, childcare. And then I had my Gigi who watched them. So like I had that. But with Boogie, we moved here to a whole other state where I didn't have my core family group who was there to help. So I had to put him in childcare. There were a couple child cares that were not safe, was like, bro, what are we doing? And I had to like keep jumping around, jumping around, jumping around till I finally found one. It's terrifying. Like there is nothing worse yeah. than going to work and you're constantly in the back of your mind thinking, I just had to drop my baby off who cannot talk and tell me if something may or may not. That is freaking terrifying. So when people are like, oh, someone else is raising a no, they're helping. Because baby, let me tell you, when you come home, I'm raising you. <laughs> that even helping. Like, they're doing the bare minimum and we paying them, like, stats on. Because y'all, daycare, expensive. I think, I'm, I'm, I got an infant. Well, she's not an infant anymore. A toddler in daycare. And y'all, her daycare, if I calculate it by the month, it's more than what we pay in rent. Daycare <laughs> is expensive. Wait, like, and I will tell you, I can't count how many times they've had to call me to say, oh, A, B, this, oh, A, B, that. And I've had to call time like, I'm so sorry. Can you go pick her up? Because I can't, like, I can't leave work. And it gets to the point where it's just like, yeah, we need this additional help, quote unquote. But even there, they're just doing the bare minimum. But in order for us to work so that our kids can be in these sports and we can pay bills and we can put food in the, in the kitchen and stuff like that, we got to go to work. It's just hard finding like that person. Like, I wish I could just take them to my grandma's house or something. They just be there all day and I go pick them up. But I can't. Even my grandmother work. So I guess I don't know that aspect. So I do get what you're saying, but I do also know like statistical facts showing like the influence that anyone that's watching or babysitting your child in the long run what it can do like you said like they cannot speak right like mm -hmm. so that I like I said I didn't have that where I had to put her anywhere my daughter anywhere where it was like a stranger so I guess I didn't have that fear but at the same time like not that I'm saying that it ever happened but also statistically proven children get abused 83 percent more and by a family member. I get what you're saying, like someone you can trust uh -huh. like that, but 83% of child abuse, sexual, physical, all that comes from within a family circle. So I don't know those balances. I just only know like statistical facts. For me, like I said, I don't have that, but I guess that takes it back to what I said originally from the jump. Feminists back then in the whole feminist movement tainted what it is now as a mother. Because if that was my choice, obviously when my daughter was little, I would have 100% stayed home with her and not have to worry how you said Chardonnay, like about bills and paying this and sports and like, where's the money going to come from? But now you're also like, that's crazy. It's, uh, more, you're paying more to daycare than you are in rent. Like that. I'd I be mean, over exaggeration, but oh. it, it's close to rent. I, I don't care. I'll tell you, my, my baby's daycare is $3.98 a week. And but, then if they don't go, you still got to pay, right? It, yes. And you still, if daycare is closed, still got to pay, whether it's for a holiday, whether it's for the 50 million teacher in service days that they think that they need to have. And then on top of that, every year they increase their tuition. And then when the school school year starts for public schools, they ask parents for $70 per child for school supply, supplies. Just out of curiosity then, I guess financially, like if you're paying that much for daycare, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that you make average amount of money, but an average American only brings home after tax $3,500 a month. So I don't know where you are in the financial link, but wouldn't it, would it be cheaper for one of you guys to not work at all? No, because the cost of living is so high. If only one of us is working, we can't afford our rent. Our rent is more than what people pay in mortgage. 
Then you got car notes. You got cell phone bills, groceries, sky high. I had groceries like it's just and back in the day when son we've always had to put our kids in daycare because we've always had to work and again when we were younger it was easier because I was with my mom my husband was living in his own place with his uncle and stuff like that and even we moved together it was still cheaper daycare was not that much I think daycare mm-hmm. for when he was an infant it was only like 150 $200 a week that's wild shout out to my mom and my sister if you're listening to this because I never had a pay Okay, thank you. Man, I wish. I mean, even when my Jeej watched my kids, she never made me pay, but I still gave her money because it's like it's not I easy. Just, I just love you, Gigi. And like, here's here's some money, Jeej. Like, <laughs> and she would all like for some reason though, I feel like she <laughs> I have no proof of this, but I really think she just took the money I gave her and got it into coins because every time I would pick up my daughters, they would have pockets full of quarters. And I'm like, how does she never <laughs> run out of quarters? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> How are you coming home with like $10 worth of quarters? Did you take that from Gigi? Like, no, Gigi put it in her pocket and told us don't tell you, but it's like big bulking. You just tear chinka, chinka, chinka. That's the story, but you got to keep running. Just FYI. Just make sure you keep telling the kids that story. That's funny. Yeah, no, they remember it. They tell us all the time. Like, I miss having, I miss getting quarters and stuff from Gigi. Like, they remember it all. They, it's going to be hard, I guess, to answer your question, nay, like your original question, like juggling life as a mom, wife, friend is hard. Dev dropped a lot of gems on us of like, y'all got to just, basically what I got is let it go and be content and you're going to be happier. Like (laughs) you, it's so crazy. You will like your house might not always be in order or the way that you want it, or your husband might not you know, do something the way you wanted to do or your kids. I I stopped saying those things to them. And it definitely has, like you said, when you put it out there, I I believe fully, like whether you say it outwardly or you say it inwardly, if you're speaking those things, it's going to turn that way, like flip your mindset and you'll flip your outlook. Like it's not, at the end of the day, nothing's that big of a deal. You sound like L. L be saying that all the time. Like, Ty, it's not that big of a deal. Have have y'all ever seen that movie? There's like the anger, the sadness. Oh, uh, joy, right? What's it called, Joy? Uh, yeah, Joy. Watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's a good it movie. Is. But, bro, when he be telling me, like, let it go. It's not a big deal. Here comes anger. Anger be boiling up. And I'd be like, is he really just walking around whistling? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Because in the when I was doing my little bit of research on Google, still, I'm going to bring it back to still the feminist movement and these stats that they're doing. The stress level and happiness scale is still 50% less than men and women yeah y'all we are y'all, so hard on ourselves not, y'all we're we are doing it too <laughs> Dev, get on my yeah look she tell she she telling us today okay uh, uh read she done read us y'all need help that's what y'all need at the end of the day your kids are only going to remember the core memories you know what i mean like they're not going to remember necessarily how perfect your house was they might remember oh like some things were messy or some things were really clean or something like that but they're gonna not gonna be like dang that label on that can Canister was the shit. You're right. I mean, because you're right. Because even when I think back, like my mama, at one point in time, I remember her when I was a kid. She was juggling two jobs. Now that I'm older, I realize she juggled two jobs. But when I was younger, I didn't realize it. If that makes sense, because she was still there, even mm-hmm. if maybe it was only thirty minutes, maybe it was an hour. Because I don't know. I'm sure she had to sleep in between. But I don't remember the time, the amount of time. Does that make sense that she was actually there? Because to me, she was just there. Like even in high school, my mama made it to even when she was over the road truck driving all that. I cannot say a core time that my mom missed. All three of my children being born there. And that's what I want for my kids. So I guess, Deb, you're right, where it's, I can't say, oh, but she was there for two hours, 15 minutes and 27 seconds. Like, I don't have that. But to me, with my kids, I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that they knew I was yeah. like sick as a dog, y'all. I was sick at Stink's um, cheer thing. 
I should have been at home. Bro, I like I just want that where when my kids are playing a sport and they look in the stands, they see their mama. Hey, and that was dope too, because her first competition when they was on the other side, some I can't remember what song came on, but then Ty was sitting to the left of me and Mark was on the other side. And honesty was on the all other side. You can see her some song came on. I guess they vibe to as a family, and they're literally dancing across doing the same moves and singing everything and i was like that right there like a lot of kids need that like she was able to look up point her parents out and they they was vibing all the way across the gym gym. we done talked about so much why that one made me tear up because that that's one of the things that you really put a lot on yourself for even when she i think it was that game and he was like i gotta travel you did not want to go and i think that you carry a lot of that. That's something that you carry a lot on yourself as well is making sure that you're there for everything. And I think that all all three of us want that for our kids. We want them to look up and be like, they they there. They get my back. And we want that for we want to be there. They're hype men all the time. So yeah. I'm legit boohooing y'all. I be feeling like I be feeling these kids. I feel you. But but you're not. And I think that we all feel like that, but it takes an outsider looking in to say that you're that no, you're not failing them. Like you've told me how many times stop. You're you're fine. Like this you are fine. You yeah. tell me that and you have to know that for yourself, but it's hard because we don't see it. We don't feel it because we feel all this weight, y'all, like all this weight and all this pressure and all this got to deal with A, B, C, D, E, all the way to Z. And sometimes you stop and think like, oh, did I do that right? Or did they see me do that? Or they do they know that I love them and I got them. So it takes someone else to say, yeah, I saw that. I noticed that. And I think that's it's such a crazy thing because I don't necessarily believe in anything as far as like there's a true definition of a good mom and a true definition of a bad mom. Like there's just things that we do. But it's so funny because just within my circle of people that I know who I was like, okay, you probably weren't the doing the best that you could at the time as a mom. And like, it was crazy the decisions you were making, right? Women who actually, I believe are good moms don't think of themselves as good moms. And women who think of themselves as good moms are probably not the best of moms. So it's kind of funny to see that cycle. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, I think you're amazing. The stuff that you do, like, you're crazy as hell. No, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not doing those certain things because I just, I'm not, <laughs> you know, like. You don't even have a reason. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not doing that because no, nah, you're big enough that you can do so- now some things I will do, but other things I'm just like, no, nah, you're, you're big. You need to do those things. And how you said one day about, you want them to look back and then be like, dang, my mom, my mom was there to this and the other. I guess I think a little, maybe more morbid about it. It's like one day I'm not going to be here or one day you're not going to live at home. So you need to be able to always do for yourself and like make your own, like under supervision, how I've done different stages with Tashayla to make sure she can be sustainable and a product of good when she's not here. And that is how I rate. Look, I I don't know why I'm so emotional right now. Yeah. I, I don't cry. Hey, I'm a thug. Chest out. But like, we all got those moments. So that's why you're feeling like that. Like, we all feel something. Because, man, this past week, I've really felt like a terrible mom. And I ain't told nobody. Because you were sick? Like, yeah, like when I was first off, so real quick, I I'm the same. Me and Ella are the same way. Like we tell that we tell the kids this, we tell people this. People 
I'm sure judges, we like, we don't raise kids, we train them because there's going to be one day where I am no longer walking this earth and I need to make sure my kids are good, good. You know what I mean? So they know how to do everything. That's why now I'm trying to be more involved because I do work from home. So when I'm not traveling, I'm home. And I'm like, because I'm home, I want to be more present because I miss, I feel so bad because, and I know I shouldn't, but I had stink at a young age. And I feel like she, because she's the oldest, she was forced to grow up with me. And that's not fair. So like now I'm like going back and I'm like, okay. I want her to have what Boogie has because now Boogie is blessed to be able to grow up in a house where like we're financially good, good. You feel me? Like we can play big bank, take little bank. Like we're good now. Thing didn't have that. Like I'm going to keep it a buck. Me and Elle's first place, bro. We we had to deal with some, it was in the hood. We had to deal with all that. You know, So she didn't, she don't have what Boogie had. Boogie's going to be able to grow up and be like, I don't remember being in the hood. I don't remember that. Like he's, he's a suburban boy. You feel me? Like he don't know nothing. Stink had to go through that. So now I feel like I step up so much because I'm like, I want her to now be able to remember these things. And yeah, when I was sick, yeah, I understand I had COVID and it's like a valid thing. Like, so those things, yo, when I tell you, I hold that stuff on my shoulders that I wasn't, I feel like I was a terrible mom during those times. And I know I shouldn't think that, like, trust me, I know, I know this is a me problem, but like, yeah, what I can do for my kids. But you, you still can feel it. And I think that we are okay to feel that way because if we didn't, then honestly, I think that something would be wrong. Like we wouldn't be good parents if we didn't feel that way I think it's about how we deal with it whether you got one kid two kids three kids four kids ten kids whatever at each stage that your child is at you're always at a different point in your life like you even said a few episodes ago we change every seven years of course you're going to have that difference between your first was born when Odyssey was born and then when Malaya was born and then when Boogie was born. Like, there's going to be differences and then that's also going to help them as well. Like, she's going to be able to teach them things that they are not going to know how to do because of what y'all is still in her from living in those tough times. Yeah, it was tough, but y'all put her first and made sure that she was safe and protected and taught her how to be safe as well. So she's going to be able to show that to her little sister and her little brother. I know that we rambling on and on, but I feel like this is like a real serious topic. But one thing that I can say is both of y'all, y'all don't even know it. Y'all have taught me things in my life as a mom and a wife that I still carry on like Ty it was like two three years ago school had just started right when they put the kids back in school full time we would be on the phone and the kids would come down and I'll hear you tell them make good decisions today I love you and giving them that motivation I started doing that with my kids it's, I now tell my kids make good decisions have a good day I ask them are they okay whenever son's having a rough day I'll go talk to him real quick or have his dad talk to him so like a man on man, man on boy conversation or whatever so that he feels comfortable and Dev, you don't even know this. I thought that Todd was raw. No, girl, sis, you rough. You raw. You say what's on your mind. And you taught me that it's okay. Because I used to, I always say, like, I want my kids to know everything. I want to be raw with them. But some things I would shield from them. But even these past few episodes, I would hear you say things like, it's okay to let them know. Like, why not? Why? Why, why lie? Why hide it? No, say what's on your mind. And that's something that I'm trying to work on. But that's something I've noticed from you as well. And I think that that's what it takes for for all of us that's our trio like we can help each other and we all have our different struggles we gonna be okay (laughs) y'all that's so funny because i've been telling Sheila that like make a decision i seen it on a movie when she was maybe in like i'm gonna have to figure out and remember what movie i'm gonna text it to y'all in the group chat she was like in like second or third grade so we would i walked her to school every single day in elementary school picked her up walked her there and back every day and i would always tell her that i'm gonna have to find that movie for real like i i definitely don't think you should feel that way. You're definitely way too hard on yourself for absolutely no reason. 
But at the end of the day, too, like, honestly, doesn't even probably remember any of kids don't really have memory before they're five years old. They have certain things, but like they can you can teach them things. But as far as like memory, they really like you can ask most kids even think about yourself. Like, can you remember anything before five years old? Yeah, you can. I think it depends on the situation, too, because like Malay was four when my dad passed away and she doesn't remember him. Really? Yeah, she does not remember him. I've shown her pictures and she was like, no, I don't remember uh, granddaddy or whatever. But when he first passed, she did. But now she doesn't. My son remembers him, remembers him to the T. So I think it all depends on like what the event may have been. True. Yeah, because this was a longer episode than usual, but we got real. We got raw. We we got we got into it. We say all that to say, look, being a mom, being a wife, being everything is hard. If there's anything that I'm going to take away from this episode, and I hope y'all do too, is what Dev said of just be content, be happy, be who you are and accept it. And life is going to be that much easier on you. Don't look for the negativity. That part. So, yeah, we hope y'all have a great evening, great day, great morning, whatever time you listen to this. It's your married homegirl. Peace out. Peace. Toodles.